0: On today's episode of the Outfielder Podcast, baseball's back! Well, KBO League Baseball, anyway, we're checking it out. We're giving you guys the lowdown of what we've seen so far and what we expect going forward. We also break down the latest discussions between the Players Association and the Major League Baseball owners as they try to figure out how to proceed with having a baseball season. Lots to talk about on this episode, lots of fun. Good to be back after a week off, so we look forward to talking with you guys today. I also want to remind everyone that today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Audible is our sponsor, and they are offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. It's a great, great way to keep up on your books and what's going on in the world of literature. So check it out, audibletrial.com forward slash SLM. You can get a 30-day free trial. You just go to that link, sign up, you get started, you get a free book right out of the gate. No no questions asked if you want to cancel, but you won't want to cancel. It's an incredible product. audibletrial.com forward slash SLM and let them know that we sent you. what's up everybody and welcome back to the outfielder podcast episode 108 brought to you by sensibly loud media i am your host Mac, aka founder numero uno and i'm joined by my co-host mr pop fly himself founder numero dos ben
1: you have a dime you're in for a time
0: baseball ben what's going on man
1: Oh, what a good drop that was. That was an unexpected, uh, unexpected good one. Hey, who's that emerging from the back bedroom off the futon? Are they finally done watching the last dance? Who's that over there?
0: Ladies and gentlemen, now batting cleanup for the Outfielder Podcast, number three, the great Sam Bino. Good evening, Sam. Hello. Welcome back.
2: It's good to be back. Have you How been, are we doing?
0: Have you been watching The Last Dance? Been been uh, alluded to this? No, it's the Michael Jordan Bulls documentary. I don't know if you that that was on your radar. Oh or
2: not. gosh, no, I took that a very different direction. I didn't know it was called that. I was thinking like oh the movie.
1: Sort of oh celebrity. yeah, no, Save the Last <laughs> Dance. show, yeah. yeah. No, I I was not talking about Save the Last Dance, <laughs> but we could. True. How are you guys? Better now that you're here, J Mac. How are you, my friend?
0: I'm surviving. I appreciate everybody's uh, patience. We did it a day late this week, just because I felt like shit yesterday. And I just, when I really thought about doing a a podcast, I was like, I don't think that I'm going to be, I don't think that I'm that funny to begin with, but I definitely don't think I'm going to be funny today. So I'm glad we... Pushed it today. I feel better and glad to be here with you guys and to yeah. see your faces. I feel like I don't get to see anybody's faces anymore. I
1: know. I think like we always walk a line that's somewhere between funny and cranky. And if it goes too far on either direction, just it's all <laughs> wheels off. right, <laughs> really? Sam? Yeah,
2: I totally agree with that. I would also add that faces are a thing in the past and we don't care about those anymore.
0: That's fair. You got a mask in the mail today to cover your said face. Yes, I did. It is black with an American flag on it. Love it, it is nice, nicely
2: fitted. Okay um it I had already spent like well over list price for a number of medical masks. I got like 50 masks for 38 dollars and I yeah. felt f- fine about doing that because I I needed some masks sure, but now those are useless, so now I feel like really bad about that.
0: <laughs> well, you've got them for maybe a, a bad occasion later I mean you never know it's not the I mean how many of them did you go through two. Okay. Yeah, that's not great. <laughs> the I'm just going
2: to shove one in my car and then that'll be that.
0: Can you donate them somewhere?
1: Uh, do I want to do that? No, I okay. don't want to do that. Right. I'm going to keep them. Okay. That's my benchmark for if I'll do something. Do I want to do that? No. I'm kidding. <laughs> I I that's not at all it. I've been married 10 years and I'm a parent so that's not something that I use as my north star.
2: <laughs> that's okay.
1: Um I've been
2: watching a lot of Netflix, and that's kind of like my life now. Okay. You're what, becoming one with the couch? Yeah, I work down in the basement these days, and then I sit down there for fun after work. So it's, Time out, um, because
1: that expression, like, we got to mark that. That's a really <laughs> sketchy expression. <laughs> Who works down in the basement?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you guys about my, my first apartment in college where I literally worked in a closet? Or like like, I basically got like the master bedroom of the, clo- of the apartment or whatever, uh, you know, like whatever that means in the grand scheme of apartment living. And it's this dumpy ass apartment or whatever, but the closet was enormous and I didn't really have a place for my desk in my room. And I was like, well, I'm never going to use like three quarters of this, this closet space. So I just put the desk in there and would like, you know, write papers in there and whatnot. And it was really, really, really creepy. It was the creepiest I, uh... thing.
1: Yeah, I'll bet. No, my my brother, he dated a girl once who lived in the house next to Pudge Rodriguez. <laughs> and so it always um, comes back to him. Yeah. One time I went over to uh, Dan's girlfriend's house and he was he was showing it to me and I was like, This closet is bigger than like either of our bedrooms. Yeah. So, you know, you know I what feel I'm talking like about. if you're a multiple gold glove winning catcher, you can have some nice ass closets. It's true. It's very- or that was his first career, and he's since made a good pivot to the pizza
0: joint. Mm, true. Very true. I have seen a lot of photos of the new Globe Life Field and everything, and it just looks so sad just waiting for fans to come back.
1: Dude, do you know, uh, my wife told me yesterday, do you know the first official event that's going to be held at Globe Life Field? What is it? High Ooh. school graduations. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is rough. Sad. That is rough. I feel like we're fur- so. I want to ask because this is kind of the hot topic. Where do you guys feel like we are in this? Like, I mean, it seems like despite the results, we're going full force with opening things up again. And I know there's arguments to be made on both sides of that, but like, where's you guys headed? Like, uh, are we going to see baseball this year? Is that, is that going to happen? We will. I think so too.
2: We're going to see it. We're pushing too hard, but um, that's just my, my opinion,
1: knowing that there's a lot
2: of people who are going to
1: die. So like, Salt and pepper are going to come in and be like,
0: push it good. D- do we still have the crickets? I don't even know. I wish we did.
1: Oh, the crickets left good. us. It's quarantine, Justin.
0: Oh, good point. Very to good stay point. with their family. that are little... the
2: first to die. Everybody knows this. <laughs>
0: it's true. It's very true. I, I feel true. like
1: it's the opposite, actually. <laughs>
0: I think they'll be back soon though it's going to be hot. You know, we're completely missing spring here. Um but yeah, so we'll I guess we'll go over a little bit of like I, like specifically like where we are in terms of like the league and the players negotiating, but I mean, Ben, where do you think we're at with all this?
1: Well, without getting too political, sure. I think that um I think that everyone's pushing for opening and I think that um it's not a good look. I yeah. drove by. So this past Sunday was Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to any moms that are out there listening. Um, and I happened to drive by a popular brunch spot. Headline, I wasn't going to stop. I have no interest in, in being out in the public right now. Um, but I just wanted to see. It was the first, you know, big weekend just to see what the crowd was like. oh. And outside of this brunch establishment, there's easily 35 people just waiting most of whom were just clustered by the door, two of whom had masks. And I was like, this is not a good look.
0: So you didn't yell at a bunch of mothers on Mother's Day, did you?
1: Well, yeah, but I was going to do that anyway. That's fair. That's fair. Every time I see
2: a group of people like that, whether it's like a line in a grocery store and they're just like too close together and there's like more than 10 of them, this is so bad. But my mind immediately goes to how many of you are going to get sick?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's kind of where we are. It's, I'm like,
2: that's that's not good.
0: I mean, I don't think that uh, – so I'm with you, Sam. I think that we are going to see baseball this year. I do not think fans will be in the stadiums for those. And I just – uh, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You can't do it. Like, that's the whole thing. I, I don't think that they're going to just go against, like, safety. Like, what's safe? Because we've been watching the the KBO, the Korean Baseball Organization, we'll get into it in a minute – A lot here, and like they've got protocols for all that. Where they're shutting the league down immediately if someone tests positive. Like they're they're handling it the right way, and it's showing somewhat of a blueprint for Major League Baseball and all other sports really to be able to figure this out. Because I mean, they are going to open it back up at some point.
1: Yeah, I would I would temper that. Sorry, Ben, go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. If it probably what Sam's about to say is if you give us a blueprint, we'll find a way to foul it up. Oh, for
0: sure. I'm not saying they won't. I fully believe they'll fuck it up.
1: They'll find a way to fuck it up,
2: and I I disagree with the all sports thing. Like football involves getting really close to people, basketball the same way, and breathing heavily in their face. Like you yep. can't actually play that sport safely when right. it comes to communicable respiratory diseases.
0: Yeah, I'm not saying it's the the end all be all blueprint for every sport across the board. Like every everything's going to have its differences of you know. But like I mean, you look at. Uh, Basketball—it's the same exact way. Where I mean, you're rubbing up against each other all night long. Like, how is that not? How are you able to yeah. keep a safe distance? I think
2: that's probably even more true than than football because football should just move to a flag format. I think
1: we can all agree with that. That would solve <laughs> all of the safety issues of the football. Well, they already have the yellow flags. They the, the, the zebras throw them. Mm.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll get into fixing football at another time. I think, but it's it's really interesting. Because baseball is the most kind of isolated type of game where you can stay apart. I just, I mean, they've laid out some plans here. And again, we'll get into that specifically here in a little bit. But I just, I don't really trust that either. I I don't really see how they do that and what, how loose they're going to be with that. And I mean, players have to agree to that too, is the other part. And that's what we're looking at right now. So do we want to
1: dive into it?
0: We can, or do we want to talk about the the new baseball league we've been watching in the in the meantime first
1: yeah so let's go korean first because because we talked about the blueprint and then we'll um uh, then we'll then we'll pivot okay that sounds ross geller on a stairwell right
2: right so i'm happy to break down what i've observed uh, by watching four five six korean baseball league games yeah um korean baseball is is very interesting i think it actually provides a blueprint for how baseball should be done in more places just because it's so streamlined and there's like some interesting rules that I think we could probably um, pick up, but at the same rate, they're like 40 years behind the MLB. So there's some things that they're adopting that are sort of like no brainers um, that, you know, kind of show how undeveloped it is. Okay, what? so
0: break down the league and then tell us what those things are.
2: Yeah, all right, Ben. I'll get into that. So there there are 10 teams in the league. Um, four of the teams are around the capital of Seoul. Two of them are in Seoul. The the Doosan Bears and the LG Twins share a stadium.
0: Hell yeah. Which is awesome. pretty cool.
2: I like that. Um, all, all of the team's names are not based on the city, but the primary sponsor. So there's Like the Samsung Lions and the LG Twins, the Kia Tigers, they're all like sponsorships. And there's just like sponsors like plastered on all of their uniforms and their hats because presumably um, there's not as many TV rights deals that are like funding these teams. But there's there's 10 teams. Everybody plays everybody else 16 times. How simple is that?
0: Pretty pretty easy. Yeah. And a lot of times you have a ton of like, I mean, home and home series because they share stadiums.
1: Right. And it's a very small country.
0: Right. I mean, it
1: looks like it's about the size of Louisiana.
0: Yeah. Like it's
1: it's not enormous.
2: Yeah. It's like Baton Rouge plays Alexandria every other day. <laughs> Alexandria.
0: Is that in the made up list of, of teams? Look it <laughs> up. That's
2: a real city in Louisiana. No, if I know that.
0: <laughs> no, that's. Jesus. All right. So yeah, what about I like Shreveport. I've watched. Shreveport. Go on with the Shreveport jokes. Uh,
2: it's just the worst.
0: Just the worst. It's not great. Um, I've watched a little bit of this. The quality's pretty decent, though, right? What have you thought yeah. about the quality?
2: Yeah, I thought it's been it's been pretty good. The pitchers not not the best. I think all the good pitchers we sort of steal. Um, yeah. and the the prevailing sentiment is that in terms of like tiers of excellence you have the mlb mm-hmm. you have the npo which is uh the the nippon nippon, league. nippon yeah the japanese league and then you have kbo which is the korean league and i don't think that's necessarily true but that's how a lot of people think about it these guys are not bad and i've got to say there's there's a couple things that i really like not i'll get to the rules and some of the like idiosyncrasies that i've found but these Korean guys have like mad swagger, and it's like not only allowed but encouraged.
0: Yes, absolutely. Like bat flipping and everything is like absolutely a thing.
2: It's totally a thing. Um, they they love to like pop off when there's like really nothing to get excited about, and there's no there's like less unwritten rules of baseball, which I I think is fun. Okay, tell us more about this, as far as like I mean, the rules. If you're just celebrating a strikeout, you're not going to be reprimanded for being happy about that. <laughs> well, yes, I realize that.
1: How dare you be happy about doing a good job?
2: <laughs> just, There's less attitude. I guess we're of, not seeing the press conferences or anything, but nobody's being a dickhead.
0: Oh, man, if we had access to the press conferences. The, the commentating has been pretty good, too. I mean about to be as, I mean, about as ex- as expected as it could be because this whole thing, like ESPN got the rights to show this thing, like, only two weeks ago or so. I mean, it all came about really quickly. And it's interesting, you brought up, like, the sponsors and everything is kind of all all over that stuff. But, like, that's kind of what you have to do to sustain the league in general just because it is so small.
2: Yeah, it is the biggest sport in Korea, even above men's soccer. So these guys are into it. And it's, it's in- a big deal. Like the high school players, they want to play pro ball.
0: I find it interesting though, because you don't hear of a lot of guys like sin you that make that jump from over there, like to the MLB. And I think a lot of it has to do with the pride of playing for their country, the league that's in their country, that's set up. And like, these guys are really good athletes though.
2: There's a lot of that. I, w- I would add just one small caveat. And that's that the, the player's, aren't like immediately as good as some of the ones that come over from Japan. Like you're not hearing about a Shohei Otani from Korea because he doesn't exist. His name is Sang He's a reliever. He played on the Cardinals and then the Rockies. And now he plays on the Samsung lions
0: again. Right. Did I hear that you could, there was only like, there was a certain amount of like international players that they, that the league yes. could have. So tell me about yeah. that.
2: So I'm happy to jump into the rules that seemingly differ from the MLB, and I'm sure there's more, so this is non-exhaustive. There's a 28-man roster with 26 active players at any time. I like that. I like that too. Um, Because, to your point, Justin, they're super proud of being Korean players, like in a Korean league, on a Korean team. They um, are allowed three foreign players per team, so, like, wow. at any given point, there's pretty much just, like, 3X MLB or, like, not quite, you know, MLB, maybe, like, a couple AAA guys on the Korean team. And um, now, the recently, this year, all three foreign players are allowed to play in the same game, which was seemingly a change from before where that was not possible. But they can't play the same position. So you can't just pick up, like... Three ex-Madison bum gardeners and have them like pitch pitch through the game. That'd be they have to be they have to be in a different good. position. Yeah, it's probably yeah. a good thing. Totally. <laughs> um, and then this year is the first year, and this is this is kind of this blew my mind. Um, they'd finally introduced the disabled list.
0: Interesting. Wow. So one, I wonder what they did before. Just sat uh, on the bench. Nothing. Nothing. And it it impacted service time. Mm. So they have like a minor league system and everything set up pretty similarly, right? That's my understanding. I don't know the extent to which it's set up, but yes. sure.
1: So if you get hurt, just middle finger, they'll wheel you out to second base to deal with it? (laughs) I don't really know. I hope so. Like if I broke my femur. (laughs) No, Ben, you are our second (laughs) baseman. Good luck.
2: But that's actually a really good example. Like Buster Posey in, I'm going to say like 2011 or maybe 2009. I don't know. Something wrong that He spiral fractured his femur. The top of his femur bone got severed off in his hip. He's like out for a year plus. Whatever, like a year. And if there was no injured list, no disabled list, he would be like servicing active service time during, (laughs) during that year. And that's kind of the biggest reason that the disabled list exists. Right. Right. Outside of the fact that you're able to come and bring someone in to supplant your injured player for the team, for, for the ownership, like they get to hang on to that guy for those days uh, on top of his contract because he wasn't playing. And then um, in terms of COVID, the thing I picked up is that if there's a single player that tests positive they shut down the whole league for three weeks. Good. Smart. I just don't see the
0: MLB holding to that kind of standard. Absolutely not. And if so, they will administer the tests in the most sloppy way possible.
2: Yes. Um. And then, should I list out the team names? Because some of these are just great. Please. Absolutely. Uh, it's the the Doosan Bears. They're like the Red Sox, kind yeah. of. They're like... Very good always, um, but not the best ever. So that's Hanwa.
0: I've been following the Bears so far. That's kind of been yeah. the, the one. I figured I you'd there. be a Bears guy. Yeah. I'm not yeah.
2: surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Hanwa Eagles. We have the Kia Tigers, the Kiwoom Heroes, the KT Wiz, the LG Twins, the Lote Giants, the NC Dinos, the Samsung Lions, and the SK Wyvern's. I love it. I'm all about it. I love this. it too.
1: Lions and tigers and bears. Oh, my. So I think I want to go with SK. They're not doing so hot right now. They're one in five. But uh, isn't a wyvern or whatever is that some sort of dragon? Yeah, it's
2: like a mammal dragon. That's an equivalent. Their logo is awesome. Yeah, it's got some hairs.
0: So unfortunately, there are two defunct teams as well. The Hyundai Unicorns. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> and the Sing Bang Wool Raiders. That's the fucking best one they've got so far here. Sing Bang Wool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So you've adopted the dinos, yeah?
1: I adopted the dinos uh, based on name alone, and they are five and one. How do you know it's not the dinos like the Flintstones?
0: That was my Why exact Why would question. you do
1: that? Why would you do that? They're all animals. Uh, Dino or was other an animal? Animal?
0: Yeah, Dino was a dinosaur.
2: They would have named them the dogs then. No, it's dinos for sure. Okay.
0: I, uh, I So I thought the same exact thing, Ben, so I'm glad that you clarified. I do love that they have three dinosaur mascots that are out there dancing around very often. Did you see these the other day?
2: Yes. This is just like in Japan where they have cheerleaders and, like, very energetic chants going on.
1: Um, it's legit. So birds are to Major League Baseball as dinosaurs
0: are to Korean baseball. It would appear as such. Other than the unicorns, I mean, three of the team names are from the MLB.
2: They've got the Tigers, the Twins, and the Giants.
0: The Twins so feels the Giants, like a ripoff.
2: Sp- the Giants span all three major leagues in the world.
0: That's absurd. Couldn't That's absolutely bad. absurd.
1: What's the fourth biggest baseball league? Do y'all think? Uh,
2: probably somewhere in South America, Central America. Yeah, I'll it's go like Dominican be. or something,
0: something like that. Colombia. Curious. Well, who won the World Baseball Classic last? year? go around was that us no we got it pretty early right we should know I'm this
1: checking it now but all Which, those guys play in the mlb
0: <laughs> for sure so speaking of the world baseball classic are you guys surprised that's canceled next year that was oh really it's really next year's yeah, yeah it's 2021 20, next
2: year's already oh because it's every read that is this year
0: it's every three years because so the last one happened in 17 so I'm wondering if it's because of the qualifications
1: would have been this year.
0: Mm, That's got to be something like that, right?
1: That's
2: a good point. I was just thinking about the effort associated with planning something like that. Like, there's no way to tell what it's going to be like next year. But if it's qualifications-based, that actually makes more sense.
1: Yeah, so it says that the 17 U.S. beat Puerto Rico. Third place was Japan, and fourth place was the Netherlands, which I was not expecting.
0: Hmm. That's right. We watched it. That was like right around when we started the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Was, we didn't cover it as much as we maybe should have, but we you know, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. Still don't, but you know, a little a little more familiar. Um I I've enjoyed watching this. I thought it's I think it's overall been a good product considering we have nothing else right now. It's kind of scratched the baseball itch a little bit. I love so the games are on uh so we're in central time, so it's two thirty in the morning or five 30 in the morning is when they start. So I've just been setting them to record a lot of times watching them a day behind. Cause I don't really care like that much, but I do want to watch them and right. it's been delightful to get up in the morning and watch some baseball. It's been really fun. I mean,
2: I really, I got a little more into it than I'd like to admit. I mean, there was like a close pa- close play at first. And I was like, he's fucking out. That yeah, guy is yeah. fucking out. Yeah, Suwan the- park is out at first, <laughs> Yeah, the competitive nature like, in me's come out too.
0: For pull sure. back a bit, but um, I actually they, haven't
2: taped any of them. I've there's a rebroadcast at least two or three times a week, and I've usually caught the afternoon
1: rebroadcast. But
0: I just set them up so, and I'll get to them if I get to them.
1: Do the managers like argue with the umpires? I haven't seen a lot actually, of that yet. I've seen nothing but like a, a cordial interactions. or something.
0: I could see that. That's a really good question. I'll, I'll be looking for that a little bit more. As we keep going, Ben, you're going to have to check a little bit of it out, though, because I mean, there's some fuckery that happens, though, like it's like because it's like there's I think that there's a really steep talent drop off really, really quickly in this league. And so, like, you just see some of the most absurd, like, you know, the the third to first throw that just overthrows the first baseman out into the outfield. You know, you see that kind of thing a good amount and just you know, all of a sudden a single turns into a triple, you know, and it just so a lot like a of just,
1: mediocre college team or something. Yeah,
0: dude, just a, like a little better than that, but not by a lot. It, it's a, it's wild. It's literally almost like, I don't want to compare it to the minor leagues of, of MLB because that's not necessarily fair, but it's something somewhere in the middle of those two things between like a major league ball club and triple A. Interesting. There's, some,
2: there's something that I've noticed about, this is not uh, specific to Korea. This happens in Japan too, but the way that they're taught to swing at the plate is very, very different than they are in in America or anywhere else. Really, they—I mean—they almost almost everybody takes like a Mitch Moreland sort of like step away from the plate, and they like really swing out. Yeah, a lot quite of, a bit more than
0: they swing down. Is it? It's—I always get this mixed up. It's pulling when it's going to the left, right? So a lot sure. of sure, a lot of pull in there, not a lot of push. Because yeah, and that's the other thing is the. Usually, your weakest person would like on, on the team would go in left field No, right field. It's the opposite of that because there's less less pushing in, in this league because of the way that they swing. It's interesting.
2: Well, I think that's that's dependent on whether you're left-handed or right-handed, but most people are right-handed, so you're pulling to right field.
0: I know you don't like to hear this, but analytics, I think, have kind of squashed that that unfortunately, but I'm, I'm with you. I get the the logic behind
2: No that. no. That's, no, it's not. Not what we're talking about. We're
0: not getting into this again. <laughs> we're not doing it. Um, you're mistaken, sir. So you're you're rolling with your five and one dinos. I think I'm. So I'm. I'm sticking with my pick here. I'm. I'm gonna roll this thing out. I'm gonna keep watching and see how it goes. I feel good about being whatever the Yankees equivalent to the Korean League and the Bears is. So I'm. I'm good with that.
2: So the, the Yankee equivalent is the Tigers. Oh. And they've won s- s- like way, way more championships than anybody else. They're also part of the inaugural team set, which I think was six.
0: Got it. Okay. Six or
2: eight. Um, the Tigers are supposed to be like the Yankees. The Bears are the recent the team who's been the best in the last like five to ten years. So that's why I equated them to the Red Sox because they've been pretty fucking good. And then everybody else
1: is kind of like who gives a shit.
2: The Wyverns
1: uh, have been trash, and the Wiz have been trash. All right, give me trash. The Wyverns, I will take them. They are my pick. It is locked in.
0: (sighs) Ben Based solely
1: on the name. Based solely on the name. Me too. Let's go. Ben and your is that KT or SK? (laughs) SK. SK. SK, got it. Ben, you're I'm
0: Googling them now to buy a t shirt. I was gonna say you're you're you've got two goals here. We need so we need to all get a t shirt, but your other goal is to watch one of these this week and just let me know let us know what you think on the next show.
1: I will. I bought a new TV though, and I guess it doesn't have the ESPN app and I'm kinda pissed about it.
0: Okay, we'll we'll get you squared away. We'll figure something out. We'll interesting. just interesting. Yeah, we'll figure something out for you. You gotta see this. It's I gotta, good. I gotta see this it, mascot. It's really
2: good, it's a good time waster, and like it's good to just see some people play baseball.
1: That's kind of it. whoa, have you all seen the c g i dragon they put on the field? No, yeah, hmm. I saw a clip of it not knowing what it was, but I guess it was for the s k Wyverns. I'm mispronouncing it, and they like um you had you held up your phone and they did an augmented reality dragon flying around the stadium. Nice, oh boy,
0: a lot of technology that's, that's some- probably. Woven yeah, in here. Some
1: good tech integration for sure.
0: <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. All right. Well, we'll keep an eye on KBO. So what, Sam, what do you think? One last question about the KBO before we go into kind of where we are as far as the league and players negotiating. But what do you think your interest level is going to be if baseball comes back?
2: So it's an interesting question. I've given it some thought because obviously MLB is more captivating for me, but it will be less contentious to jump into an alternate reality where they play baseball in Korea and just go watch a game that like, I don't actually have any stake in. And I don't like hate the players or the coaches or the managers or the umpires for now, or the fans or the place. So it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> everything. Just like- <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, you don't hate them yet, but I have a feeling that divisions and lines in the sands are going to be drawn here.
2: Yeah, but I mean, I could jump into an MLB game again. it would be like Marlins Cubs and like I don't really have a dog in that fight. But, but then know- there's Angel Hernandez and there's a big fucking green wall at the Marlins Park and I'm like, fuck this place. I don't want to watch this. Yeah, that's awesome. fair.
0: But again, we haven't dove into seeing it that often yet so uh, I'm with you I'm going to try to stick with it as well though I want to try to stick the rest of the season out regardless of what happens and just try to at least generally follow along with it and try to give updates on it because I think that I mean I think it's worth it
2: yeah I mean the league is I don't know if they've trimmed their league at all but I mean it's you know we're six games in that's not insignificant
0: no and we can't the other thing is we can't just rely on these guys until MLB comes back and just kick them to the curb that's not cool either
2: no, that's why I want to buy a shirt, but I can only buy a shirt from like a
0: not not the team. Yeah, we'll get in. That's got to be some merchandising. Things got to be strange. I just uh, found yeah. one on Etsy. Oh, god! <laughs> Classic. All right. Well, speaking of MLB and it coming back or not coming back or whatever, it seems like we're in somewhat of an interesting standoff between the owners and the players. And a lot of this seems to have been mounting for quite some time. And what it really comes down to is whether or not revenue sharing should be renegotiated and how we're going to proceed with the season. And the league met with so the league voted yesterday, which uh, so we're recording this on Tuesday evening. So this was over the weekend. They voted unanimously to approve a plan that would kind of bring start phasing baseball back in, and how they would go about it. Uh, ben, do you happen to have the specifics of what that plan would look like aside from the the salary negotiation stuff?
1: Yeah, so it um, I'm pulling the details back up, but basically the, what was being pitched was it starts with um, it be an 82 game season, mm-hmm. and then what would end up happening is they would it would be a universal designated hitter,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and each division regardless of league would play each other so the al west would play each other and the nl west and the al central would play each other in the nl central and and so on so forth so those are some of the finer details they said that it would be um any home team stadiums that are open they would try to play in the team's home stadium
0: yeah so uh, good rundown uh so mid-june would be spring training they would aim for early july For opening day which would be pretty cool to have it open over july 4th i think that'd be awesome yeah Um, i agree they'd have a 14 team postseason rather than the typical 10 which is huge and we'll talk about why here in just a second as far as revenue makeup and all that kind of stuff um like ben said designated hairs across both leagues um games played in home stadiums were allowed um and then the last note was well two last notes i guess no fans in stadiums to begin the season and then also they would have expanded rosters from 26 to as many as 30 players. And I don't really know specifically what this means, but it says with a 20-man taxi squad of minor league players and prospects.
1: Yeah, it sounds like, I don't know, like they're still hammering it out, but I read that to say that your AAA, your A, AA whatever isn't going to exist. But each team gets to have 20 guys from their whichever work they want to sort of back them up.
2: So is that them just trying to move towards a collapsed minor league system anyway?
0: It kind of sounds like it, right? Because there are definitely a couple of things that this affords the owners that it does not where where it affords the owners, but does not help the players here. Yeah. That
1: sounds like a big middle finger to the Amarillo sod poodles. (laughs)
0: Exactly. (laughs) It's like in their second year. Um, one thing that I didn't hear really a thing about other than, like, no fans and stuff like that is just the safety of how we're going to do this. Like, that doesn't seem to be – like, number one on the list is a 50-50 split of revenue from the 2020 season, which is absurd and we'll get into in a second. But, like, that's the first thing on the list instead of, like, how are we going to do this safely and what's that going to look like? And That's
1: a huge tell. And and we don't know if, if you know, Passan or whoever was in the meetings, if that was just what they led with. But if indeed that's what the owners said, first and foremost, I mean, you're already playing with, you, you know, you, you've you left it all out there. Right. Yeah. Hopefully that's just some creative editing. Right.
0: I guess, man. But I mean, so I will say typically Major League Baseball doesn't let stuff like this leak out unless it kind of comes up the, the way that they want. And you have to keep in mind, like we have. Like, what this is going to square off is a players' union versus the owners of the sport. And they have to work out a negotiated way to figure out what's fair for everybody who are going to honestly take it in the shorts on losing half of a baseball season. And there there are a lot of motives here. And I think... MLB doesn't just let this stuff slip out. That's just not really how it works. So it's interesting that they led with some of that stuff, but then went to the meetings today. They actually met with the players for the first time today. And a lot of it was around safety and and protocol and all that kind of stuff. So you almost wonder, were they testing that water to see what people are most concerned about? I wouldn't be surprised by that either. Just knowing this league.
1: Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me either. Man, the whole thing stinks.
0: So I want to so, lay out kind of how it works right now and what the difference between the MLB and, like, the NFL, NBA, and NHL who all have revenue splits and a salary cap. Cool? Perfect. Okay. So you really have – so I, I'm kind of. I'm going to kind of paraphrase from a Jeff Passan article that came out today. It's really great. It's over at ESPN.com. Go check it out. Um, Is it Passan? Yeah, Passan. That's how he says
2: it. I've been saying "passion" forever.
0: I did too until I re- I saw an interview with him where he said it one day, and <sighs> I was like, "God damn it, I'm an asshole!" Uh, no, me. That's exactly what I thought too. So it's it's twenty questions. Why financial battle over twenty twenty MLB season is about to get really really ugly, and this the concept of a salary cap is really what this comes down to, and what this is going to be a fight over. And so the way that it's set up right now, and the difference between baseball versus like a league like the NFL. NBA NHL is specifically that those leagues are governed by what's called a a revenue split. So they decide each year they take the the revenue across the league. They split it up evenly and they say we can spend this much on contracts to keep everything as fair as possible, but also limit the amount that players can make. But players give up that that right for guaranteed money on the front end of that. Does that make sense? Got it. Mm -hmm. So baseball's different that way. Baseball doesn't have a cap, and that's why we see, you know, $400 million uh, 12-year contracts. And and we talked about this before with Mookie Betts, and, and Bryce Harper's the same way. Like, baseball's one of the only sports where, the be- like, the two or three best players are paid $35 million a year, and that's the most, and that's it. And they it allows, I guess, owners to underpay players in a system where you don't have a salary cap. However there's more guaranteed money on the front end. So it's kind of a trade-off, right? And so you don't have a salary cap necessarily. You can spend however much you want as a baseball owner, and you don't have to basically, in the good years, pay players more money versus not. So like in the NBA, for example, if the league has a better year, then player salary potential goes up. And if they take it in the shorts like they will this year, it'll essentially, everything will move down. Baseball doesn't have that. And that's and, the two biggest differences here.
1: I, so great job pointing it out. I think there's one additional piece of context yep. that's really worth adding in
0: is that this is the
1: last year, supposedly, under the prior, you know, collective, collective bargaining, bargaining agreement. agreement. So right. even, well, even if there was a full season with no COVID whatsoever, this was already going to be coming up as a hot topic. For what the future of the revenue system is like for Major League Baseball, so right. it's almost like this is forcing it to be talked about now as opposed to in November.
0: Right, convenience. Go, go figure, right? And so, essentially, there like in baseball, there are two streams of revenue. You have local and national revenue, and so like your local revenue includes television contracts. So that's like your Fox Sports Southwest or whatever you that's and whatever you watch, you know, your local games on. That's usually around, so some of these are like kind of rough estimate numbers, but it kind of gives you an idea. Uh, those range usually around like a $20 million a year. If you're like the Marlins up to like $250 million a year, if you're the Dodgers, which Jeez. is an absurd spread, by the way, of just local Dodgers. Right. So MLB estimates that 40% of revenue comes from tickets, concessions, and other gate-related income. Nearly half of local net revenue is pooled together and shared. National revenue comes from television contracts for the postseason games, games of the week, league-owned media entities, so that's like your MLB network type stuff, licensing, merchandising, and corporate sponsorship. All of that national revenue is shared equally. And that's kind of how it's set up right now. And so, like, Basically, what happens in a pandemic is it just turns off that revenue spigot entirely. And so whether local teams account for 40 percent of its incoming cash, it it basically cuts out a huge swath of that. And owners are going to be the ones that are going to take it in the shorts on it and not players, because essentially what owners want to do is take make it a capped league where you take. 50% 50% of all revenue goes to players, and that essentially says that's all we can spend on players this year. And that's something that the MLB Players Association wants nothing to do with.
1: Yeah, because I guess if I had a contract where I was set to make $13 million this year, that's all out the out the window.
0: Right. And so essentially what would happen is, so you may make the thirteen you know, the 13 million, assuming that the league does well, but it's a sliding scale. So if the league doesn't do well, then it's back down the other way. And the the key to this and why the players association are staying away from this and not even, I mean, they're not coming to the table if they're going to do a 50 50 split because one that sets precedent that it can work. And two, it's incredibly difficult to reverse. Once you start it that way. Whoa. It's a lot. It's a lot to cram down players throats in the middle of a pandemic.
1: Like once the toothpaste is out the out of the tube, there's no getting it back in. So if the owners are able to get this 50-50 rev split to take to take hold, the players association is thinking they're not gonna let it alone. It's gonna be there forever. Pretty
2: much. Yeah, so this is just a test bed for post-CBA negotiation
0: world. Funny how that works, right? And I blame Manfred for all of it. Absolutely. And but like so They came to an agreement, what, like a month and a half ago about taking a pay cut based, basically prorating their salaries based on how many games are played, which I think is incredibly fair all the way around. But for baseball to agree to that and then turn around and come back and just say, well, there's actually room for interpretation on the revenue sharing part of it why, like, we think that you guys should share in the losses just as much as everybody else, which, as a business owner, I can understand that point of view, but the other side of that is, in years where they're absolutely, you know, epic teams, like, that 2018 Red Sox team was so destined for victory, but they were so goddamn good, and you want to tell me that John Henry, the owner of the Red Sox, didn't make just an ass-ton of money off of that? That's crazy, and he didn't pay the players anymore. So, like, that's, like... It's one of those things where you can't have it both ways. You can't sit there and say, "Well, you know, right. we we want to we we want to basically cap what we pay players, but whenever we take it in the shorts, we don't want to we don't want to share we would we want to share in those losses, but we don't want to share in the actual upside of it." Right.
1: Either. We just won the World Series. Our team's firing on all cylinders. Here's a bunch of Sonic drinks to show appreciation. <laughs> right. That's Here's you're some getting. extra money. That's
0: not how that works.
2: Don't downplay a Limeade blast.
0: <laughs> Definitely not. Lime, uh, Limeades are great.
2: Um, Uh, so, I mean, isn't this just classic, like pull the rug out from under the players? Like, oh, okay. Well, you know, we're going to pay you based on the games you play. You're playing less games. You're going to make less. And now they're trying to pay them even less.
0: Correct. Maybe, but they're saying, okay, well, it's a 50, 50 revenue split. So say they come back and remember they're adding, uh, so let me, let me run this down. So, um, Hassan did some great kind of like he calls it just back of napkin math here just to kind of run down like what this could potentially look like. I want to run through these couple paragraphs of just like the dollar amounts that we're talking just to kind of get an idea because that that's a really good point. We'll get into the the expanded playoff thing here in a second because that's a big part of this, too. So he broke down some math and he said, you know, this is just let's just assume that these are these are all ballpark numbers. No pun intended. There's probably less. They're (laughs) probably a little bit more, you know. But we'll just use them as kind of a jumping off point. You know, so, what
1: you should intend that pun. That was a great
0: pun. That was a good one. I, I, I really do attribute that to hanging out with you long enough, Ben. Um, so, Passon said, Forbes estimated that the MLB's industry-wide revenues in 2019 were $10.7 billion. Uh, club sources have suggested the number was lower, but in that ballpark, let's just use the high number, but use team's estimate that 40% of local revenue will vanish without ticket sales. That leaves $6.4 billion left in value on the table, minus our I'm ticket cracking. sales all that, right? Sources yeah. have estimated that local television revenue is somewhere in the $2.2 billion to $2.5 billion range annually. Because teams under this plan would play only half the games, that's half of the revenue. So say another $1.2 billion haircut right there. Okay. just right off the top. We're talking big losses really quick here. And that does yep. not account for regional sports networks, which pay local TV rights fees, potentially asking for a discount based on the price, uh, the difference in the product, uh, whether it's because there are no fans in the stands or because teams are forced to play away from home. Thanks to local government regulations, ignoring the, that possibility. We're down to four point, or I'm sorry, 5.2 billion worth of, of value right now.
2: Oh no. Only 5 billion.
0: Uh, We'll get there, too, because <laughs> that's another thing. <laughs> Don't get me started. National TV money is estimated at $1.7 billion a year. The point of implementing expanded playoffs would be to maintain that number with the loss of half the Sunday night baseball games that you get throughout the season and the expected cancellation of the All-Star Game and Home Run Derby in Los Angeles. In the current system, MLB's guaranteed number of playoff games is 26, and the maximum is 43. Expanded playoffs would swell those numbers to 36 and 59, respectively. That translates to hundreds of millions of dollars in postseason revenues, keeping the overall revenue number in the low $5 billion range. Funny how that works, too. Uh, Losses in other areas are almost a given, dropping revenue under $5 billion, which... Uh, admittedly still seems high, especially if owners are claiming they could still lose money this year. Still, it makes the prospect of a 50 50 split with players. Interesting. Financially player salaries for 2020 are estimated somewhere between 4.2 billion and 4.4 billion. Let's go with the 4.3 billion dollar number here for a second at a prorated salary of 50.6% of the games. That's around, uh, 2.18 billion half of say 4.8 billion would be two, uh, basically two and a half billion dollars. So I know I threw a lot of numbers at you right there. But what ends up happening is just everything gets cut in half. But players' salaries basically remain stagnant there because they don't have caps on anything.
2: True or false, the home run derby could and should
0: have already happened. Should have already happened.
2: Interesting. Tell me why not.
0: Uh, because August and September are the most boring-ass fucking times in the world, and you could definitely do it then and draw a lot more eyes, I think.
2: Not if they're going to get canceled outright. They could have already done this safely and made money with it That's and true. had the players playing.
0: And they could do yeah. it for charity. Funny. This could have happened.
2: This should have happened. This Here is all wrong. Know, getting
0: all creative. <laughs> yeah. Once again, they, they don't, don't need a us.
2: catcher. You don't need a catcher. No. Just a pitcher and a hitter and a camera guy.
0: Pretty, Pretty easy solution right there.
2: I wasn't addressing any of what you just said, except for the Home Run <laughs> Derby being canceled. But it's that's what I took away, is that that should have happened.
0: But essentially, you're trying to make up for the lack of of regular season revenue in the postseason. But it waters down the product, and the postseason's long enough as it is.
1: Well, and isn't there some sort of a structure where, and I could be way off base, I don't know. But do the players make any extra money for playing in the postseason? Like, if I'm set to yeah. make $5 million this year.
0: There's like a postseason revenue share thing that they do where like it it scales up from how far you make it.
1: Well, then I would be interested to see if that also is still on the table. Mm-hmm. Because if, if it's as I think is happening and the owners are just trying to stockpile money like a greedy dragon, I don't think that that's going to still be at play. You're just
2: stuck on the wyverns. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Ben's all out on MLBs on KBO, it's done. Um, I mean, and the other thing that, like, that I thought about is like, so say you start this season, right? And you, you know, you assume okay, we're gonna make up with a bunch of postseason play. What happens if a whole second wave of this virus comes and completely wipes out the possibility of that? Then you're opera. then you basically sign if you're a player, you signed up to this deal, and it's a sinking ship all the way around. And while I don't feel bad for, like, your Bryce Harpers and your Mike Trouts and your Cody Bellingers and all those guys, like, the, I don't know if Cody Bellinger has been paid or not, but you know what I'm saying. The really good players that are absolutely going to get a payday, like, some of these guys make less than minimum wage to play this game.
1: Well, and that's where it's, in the it's interesting to where, like you just said, if there's a, a bad second wave, which in my, you know, in this humble podcaster's opinion, there certainly will be. But let's say that there isn't best case scenario, MLB is the first one back and then other sports cards coming up. People aren't going to give a shit about baseball in October if the NFL's up again. We will because we're fans, but it's already the third, maybe the fourth most popular sport in America. And if, you know, like what the highest rated MLB postseason, the highest rated World Series games still does worse than any average Sunday night football. So like, The owners are – they're saying, oh, we're going to make all this money back, and we'll split the revenue. They're not going to make all that money back.
0: No, but they just don't want to be responsible for all the losses. But you know what? It's kind of what Sam alluded to a minute ago. I don't feel fucking bad for these billionaire owners. And you know what? If this takes you to the edge of bankruptcy and you have to – declare bankruptcy and sell your team you don't have enough money to own a team in the first place there are tons of people that have 40 and 50 billion dollars that can and buy I'm a sorry sports isn't
2: franchise. that part of being an owner of a business like these teams never go out of business they're never taking losses ever in any sport and god forbid that would be the case once once in one sport
0: so it like it's an investment that's what an investment does that's the whole point of it and it doesn't Always just continually go up. Although, this is a like these products, these sports franchises have become worth so much money that, like, they seem that's how they're always... perceived, right? That's it's because perceived. that's
2: that's true, right? Even like right. the Clippers,
0: right? They're
1: worth like billions of dollars. Billion. It about the Clippers. What's yeah. the newest baseball team? Have we had any new teams since the Rockies? It's um, the D backs, the D backs, yeah. Okay, so Arizona, like, Arizona they came around in the 90s. I'm still going to bet that that franchise is worth a decent amount of money. And if they take a loss for one year or it gets terrible, even worse, and they take a loss for two years, I feel like the Arizona Diamondbacks are still fine. Plus, they won a World Series.
2: I mean, it would just make them like every other business that's getting hit by the situation. And that's just like seemingly not acceptable.
0: Right. And why?
2: It is for me and everybody else in the world, except for these people who have all the power to change the way it's being distributed
0: right funny how they want to go back to the table and renegotiate after they just agreed six weeks ago so ben where <laughs> do you take care to take a guess on how the players feel about this specifically statement wise from the mlb players association
1: you know, it's funny you say that because I'm actually getting a call on my cell phone where they need someone to go lead strike protest signs with the banjo, so I'm, I'm on my way. Excellent. Going to get my Pete Seeger, my Woody Guthrie repertoire. We're going to go
0: make it happen.
2: So what this... I thought for sure you were going to tell me that Adrian Beltre was calling you.
0: <laughs> yes. So one thing... So I'm going to read this, this quote from Tony Clark, who's the head of... He's basically the executive director of the MLBPA here in just a second. But... I, I think there's a real possibility that this could prevent baseball from starting when MLB wants it to start yes and because the owners would say no because well it's gonna come down to which side's gonna blink is what's gonna happen here and players like I think that younger players r- realize how valuable some of those younger or those years are that you get as you come up because it's such a short lifespan and I get that but I also get that not wanting to rip players off too. All right, let me read this Tony Clark statement. He said, so in response to all this, and and particularly the revenue split idea that, the Major League Baseball, unanimously voted on to bring to the Players Association. Tony Clark said, a system that restricts player pay based on revenues is a salary cap, period. This is not the first salary cap proposal our union has received. It probably won't be the last. That the league is trying to take advantage of a global health crisis to get what they failed to achieve in the past and to anonymously go- negotiate through the media for the last several days suggests they know exactly how this will be received. None of this is the None of this is beneficial to the process of finding a way for us to safely get baseball on the field and resume the twenty twenty season, which continues to be our sole focus. It's a great response. It's perfect. Yeah, he's I, like
1: I I will fall in lockstep behind what he's saying.
0: Yeah, I I get it. I, I really do. And and again, as a business owner, I wouldn't want to take the loss either, but like that's just what you get and like I look at people like Mark Cuban now you say what you want about Mark Cuban but like he's very much understood that that's just the way it goes he's continued to pay people he's continued to make sure that everyone has their benefits all that stuff and they'll lead the way and other things you know involving all this And this is not to really pat Mark Cuban on the back but he's a good example of a sports owner who fucking gets it I mean the Lakers took out a PPP loan that is like an unbelievable story
2: (laughs) truly unbelievable
0: and I wouldn't have laughed so hard if it weren't that they were the only ones in the league that applied for it. Ugh. But let's not get it all political on it. Let's not get all political on it. But I, I, it, it's funny to me as far as like what these owners seem to think as far as like saving their own asses, I guess. They don't really seem to give a shit about that when they're making millions off merchandising tickets and revenues and all that shit that goes up every single year. So...
2: Can I just play devil's advocate on, like, the long game on revenue sharing? Yes, please. I think my my initial reaction is, like, that's probably not the best idea for right now. But long term, I think the players and teams would be uniquely motivated to do some really cool things as it relates to making more money. Like, you'd see more, like, fan-based appearances, maybe some, like specialized merch like they wouldn't just be locked in on the money that they make quite as much and they'd have they'd have to work for it a little bit more and I think you'd see people get really creative when they have to innovate
0: yeah no I get that but I don't I mean the league doesn't pay guys what they should to begin with now so I don't see why that would change under a salary cap situation and why like I get the the escalating and de-escalating of the actual structure and everything. And like I, I kind of brought up the NBA earlier, but it's a great example of a league that's definitely going to take in the shorts because of that. The NFL is the same way, uh, except for the fact that they're going to play you know, probably almost no matter what happens, I would say. But I just don't understand this whole. So like this is what the the strike in 95 was over in. Like we didn't have a World Series. And I could, I mean, I could see this being a bone of contention. They're, the players are not going to blink on this. They're not. I just don't think that they are. Like, that's the the last remaining thing that they really have as far as bargaining chips before they even go to the table to renegotiate the CBA in 2021.
2: I mean, they're going to want to play. They'll be more motivated than the owners to get back to work.
0: But the owners continue to lose more and more as time goes on that they don't agree to. So there's a downside to both of them here.
1: Yeah, the thing is, though, if I'm back to a dragon analogy if i have a mountain full of gold i'm fine losing a little bit of it and i will be less likely to blink as opposed to the village where people are starving because they can't afford food no how much of the how much of the gold are you going to melt with your fire breath you don't worry about that that's for me to know what makes you think i'm not an ice dragon you step off. i thought
2: maybe you'd get into the smelting game the smelting business
1: with your dragon hey roll for initiative see what happens
0: ben seems more like was that a dod joke um Ben seems more like a, f- a fire dragon than an ice dragon to me. So I agree with your assumption, Sam. You seemed
1: more like a oh sarcasm boy. dragon. Ben got me. Ben got me with that one.
0: <laughs> He's good for one of those about every episode, that's for sure. This is an unbelievable situation, and I can't wait to see where this is going to head. I don't know what is going to come of this. It seemed like things were a little more peaceful today as far as kind of the the bud that came out of the, the meetings. But I... It seems like we've got a long way to go to at least even figure this out. And this is just the the tent poles of figuring out how to get these things going again is coming to labor agreements. And all sports are going to have to deal with this in some way.
2: I'm kind of okay just watching, like, what is the Simpsons of baseball, which is the KBO, until they <laughs> p- fucking put all their ducks in a row.
0: I wish that we were still naming episodes after... After like things that we said on the show, you know, because the Simpsons of baseball, the KBO would be incredible, an incredible name for the
1: show. It's a really good name. It's pretty
2: awesome. Um, It's just cartoonish. And it's like, I don't have any skin in the game. We can't do fantasy Korean baseball systematized. So
0: that was the very first question I asked Sam is if we could do fantasy on it.
2: (laughs) The big question would be whether Ben was in
1: or not. Uh, or in and then out and then in <laughs> and then who knows based on COVID. I know yeah, it's great.
0: Basically, everybody is kind of in that same boat. But yeah. I, ben, where do you see this going? Like, what what's your gut feeling on it? To me, and,
1: you know, I think that this is the mock-up for what's going to happen this off season. I think that the players are going to balk. And I think that they're going to be, like, not interested. The owners are then going to get pissed off and be like, we're losing money. Why should we, you know, give you any ounce of goodwill? And then when everyone comes to the bargaining table, whether we have any semblance of a season or not in the off-season, it's really going to hit the fan. And we are going to have a work stoppage, you know, coming around to next season, mm-hmm. even if everyone's healthy, just because this is laying the groundwork for just absolute chaos in the negotiations. And I think that at the end of the day, you know, 18 months from now, the players are going to eventually settle because they are going to be people who like can't afford food and stuff. You may have one or two owners have to sell, but that's not necessarily a huge thing. And the owners are going to end up winning, but the real losers are going to be the fans for being drugged through another one of these, you know, less than 30 years after the last time.
0: I mean, you don't hear about this in any other sport that often. You really don't. And it seems like they have no problem airing this kind of stuff out in public. And the other thing that I thought about is say that for whatever reason, we didn't have a season, say we just didn't, it just didn't work out. We couldn't come to some, either we couldn't come to an agreement or, you know, health reasons kept keeps it from happening. You know, a litany of, of reasons why it could happen really, uh, like, that will absolutely crater the free agent market next year because the the pool will be enormous. Two years worth of free agents.
2: I'm glad you brought that up. I was thinking about the future implications financially of that, and players just won't get Bryce Harper money for, like, eight
0: more years. No. It would make the Mookie Betts situation very interesting for the Red Sox. That's all I can tell you. And I, I would also... Like even if my my team weren't on the the winning quote unquote win, there is no winning end of any of this, right? Like, there's we're all losing, but like it would be hilarious if Bookie Betts never played a, a a game in a Dodgers uniform. At the end of the day, like that would just be really funny for. And that they weren't the only team that made trades, like that happened across the league. I just yeah. I think that'd be fantastic. So lots we'll keep it we'll keep kind of the pulse on it. We'll do a fastball episode if we have to, if anything really breaks on it. But I think this is going to be an interesting story to follow for a little while.
1: Absolutely. You want some baseball trivia trivia to bring it on home? Absolutely. So who is the oldest pitcher to have pitched a no hitter?
0: Nolan Ryan. No. Yes, it is. Really? I was okay. I would have said Randy.
1: Now let's do this. When Nolan Ryan pitched his seventh no hitter, (laughs) whose record did he break? Who was the, the oldest person before that
0: the oldest person before that
1: the oldest pitcher to have thrown a no hitter when Nolan Ryan broke it, whose record was he breaking? Do you got Trick yeah. question his own? Oh, when he, <laughs> oh. When he had his sixth no hitter in 89 or 90, he went ahead and broke Cy Young's record. So he was the oldest pitcher, and then he became the oldest pitcher again when he broke his old record. And that's some baseball trivia.
0: Pretty good, uh, you know, little tidbit facts there. I like it. Twisted and wound.
1: So if you like what you're hearing, make sure to check us out at sensiblyloud.com. Don't forget to grab that mask, wash those hands, be like the greatest of all known Sambinos and social distance. Live in the basement, work in the basement, whatever you need to do, that's what we need from you. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. That really helps us out and huge props to JMAC for uh, hosting and producing this and most other episodes.
0: We want to thank everyone for tuning in for episode 108 of the Outfielder Podcast. We would like to thank all of our fans, since Blue Loud Media are sponsors and those with the sharp eye to keep the runners close. Grounds crew, please keep patrolling that outfield. Big ups to Kevin Towers. Don't text and drive. And we'll see you right back here next time on the Outfielder Podcast.
2: Yeah, you
1: Which wristwatches are Swiss wristwatches?